And I feel like this is what got us in the debacle we're in. Been with you guys through thick and thin, but it's almost as if we're not even friends. Which reminds me, Biz, Rockstar was fucking horrible! It's the Going Off Podcast with Rap Critic and Muse. And boy, oh boy, do we have a show for that ass today. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I'm not exactly a believer in astrology, but <laughs> when when the planets align just right, mm. we happen to have on this week, because we do reviews first come, first serve, and it just so happened that the Patreon requested album this week is Handicap Circus by Bazaar, and the new review we're doing is Kamikaze by Eminem, and it just so happens that the Patreon requested <laughs> album is referenced on the new album. Yeah, I, I don't know how that works. <laughs> Who could have foreseen? <laughs> the coincidence is almost too much to ignore, but we'll get to those in a second because. This week, we've got a video to discuss. Uh, this week, we got Feels Like Summer, uh, a trending video uh, by Childish Gambino. Two in one year. I think he's doing pretty well for himself. Coming off the heels of This Is America, this is off his EP or single or whatever the hell you want to call it. And it's got people talking for a few different reasons. Some people are talking about the artistic styling. Uh, some people are talking about the symbolism. And there's also a bit of uh, controversy in the interpretations. Just to give y'all who haven't seen it yet, I'm just gonna try to paint the picture here, literally. It's a uh, animated music video uh, depicting Childish Gambino walking home, presumably, along his walk. He's observing the representations of all these rappers uh, in the industry right now, just kind of doing their own thing. And it's like rap and R&B, but like in general, just current black culture, because there's some people that aren't even rappers like Charlemagne the God and Michelle Obama. The one thing I did want to talk about, which is a, a uh, point of contention, is uh, the Michelle Obama shot. Man, when I saw that, I, I chuckled a little bit. I was just like, really? Are we really going to do this sort of like, oh, all Kanye needs is a hug? Get, get out of here. <laughs> There are two ways of looking at it, apparently. I'll start with the more angered uh, side, because it just so happens that that's the louder voice right now. Michelle Obama hugging a crying Kanye is, yet again, another step in the long line of black women being responsible for mm. fixing black men when they've got enough shit of their own going right. on that they shouldn't have to stop what they're doing uh, to try to also fix uh, the the problems and issues that men have going on. It's interesting that you say that because wasn't isn't that kind of, I thought that was kind of like a callback to the Snoop Dogg interview. Remember when they are like, he ain't got no black women in his life. Remember that? The other side of it, though, kind of like what Snoop was saying, that, you know, he lost his mom. This is kind of like Michelle taking the place. This part of the video... It takes a step back from the uh, Gambino taking a walk, and it's like this black void almost, of, and then people just kind of phase in and out. It's like a spotlight shines on people, and the spotlight shines on Kanye first. Tears are just falling down his face. And he's wearing the uh, Make America Great Again hat, he's wearing the hoodie from like that one shot you see him walking out of the building, and then just kind of emerging out of the shadow behind him is Michelle Obama, and she just kind of, like, wraps her arms around him from the back. 
and he slowly uh, stops crying. Like, he looks over his shoulder at her. So, who really knows for sure? But it definitely is one of the more... Hmm. Moments. Because it's just like, Kanye West and her don't have a direct relationship. Him and Obama have a relationship where it's like, oh, he's a jackass, and, you know, that whole back and forth, but, like, not them specifically, you know, not Michelle and Kanye specifically, so I'm like, okay. I think the reason it stands out the most is because it's one of the very few moments in the video that actually seems like it's trying to make a very specific point, and it feels out of place. Yeah, yeah. Because for the most part, like I'd mentioned before, it's Gambino walking home, he's looking to his left, he's looking to his right, and it's all these younger, for the most part, there are some old heads in there too, but like you said, it's basically the the black pop culture landscape of uh, R&B, rap artists, some influential uh, moguls in there as well, uh, personalities in general, and they're just like coexisting, They're they're playing, they're engaging in... Uh, typical summertime activities. Uh, you got Birdman is on a is like cooking at a grill. Uh, you got Migos playing basketball. Lil Wayne and who was it? <laughs> yeah, it's <was a> fucking <laughs> Lil Wayne and Pusha T taking a picture together. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, they're just like posing for a photo. Yeah, it's like Two Chains is taking a picture of Lil Wayne, Pusha, and I forgot who the other dude is. I Which, know, but I was just like, I was like, do you, do they know that they don't, or it, like, are they doing this on purpose, or do they just not know that these guys actually totally hate each other right now? <laughs> I, I'm thinking that overall, that's the that is the point. Is that wasn't it so much easier when summers were just carefree times, and when we were young? Because there's a shot specifically that made me think that where it shows like Nicki Minaj and. Yeah, um, and Travis. Travis. They're just, like, playing with blocks outside <clears throat> on the lawn. And I think that's kind of the message of, like, when we were kids, everything was more simple. And, like, I really wish we could all just get along. Because there's that one shot mm. even of, like, Jake Cole watering the lawn. Yeah. And Ray Schwarmer <laughs> come up with him with fucking water guns. And he, like, turns his fucking hose on them. Yeah, that's a that's a bit of a fun moment. There's a and bunch of a... really cute moments in the video which make <clears throat> the like the black uh spotlight moments that much more like, oh shit. Like it makes you take that much more of a notice of what's going on because either they are more like influential people or people who who have died. Like there's a shot of Whitney Houston, there's a shot of Michael Jackson towards the end. And, and I think there's a uh like like with This Is America he likes doing those stark contrasts. You know what I'm saying? Um, but what I was thinking is, you know, so much of black music is personifying, you know, danger and dangerous neighborhoods and poor living and all this sort of shit. And this is just like, they all look like they're just living in suburbia. You know, like, just in a nice place. Everyone's just comfortable. You see fucking Gucci man, way more brolic than I remember him being. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, relaxing. Yeah. You see Kodak, who's in, in the house. And I, I looked on Genius to see if anyone had said anything about this. And they are like, it's interesting that Kodak is uh, one of the people that's inside the house. And he he's wearing orange. And it's like, maybe he can't come outside because of, you know, some sort of, like, uh, uh, probation or something like that. Oh. All right. <laughs> yeah. 
I think the moment that stands out for me as being one of the, uh, I don't know, like, it's one of the weirdest. It's, uh, it's the shot of the old heads just kind of dancing. Yeah, at first I thought they were doing, like, the monster mash. Like, what was it? Why are the <laughs> arms like, like that? Like, they're doing the monster mash <laughs> with the fucking thriller dance. It's, uh, it's Diddy, it's Snoop, it's, uh, Jay-Z, and, uh... Man, I, I hate that some caricatures aren't as, like, fleshed out or detailed Dude, as others. Down, like, I could not tell that that was Will Smith. I was like, Yeah, what? yeah. It just looked like some guy. <laughs> and and they fucking made Jaden so light-skinned. I thought that was supposed to be Eminem. I thought that was Eminem from the Without Me music video, yeah. I thought he was doing the fucking Rat Boy or whatever the hell. And then uh, you see, like, the tug of war. Um, between the R&B singers and someone theorized that, like, oh, that's them fighting over, you know, the wor- uh, ruling the world of R&B, you know? I think it was a little weird, though, to have Michael Jackson at the tail end there. Like, I understand why, but, like, he just looked weird. First of all, he was laughing for the reason I didn't understand. Like, yeah. I-, I mean, maybe it was just like, oh, he was just such a, you know, a light of the world that we're gonna show him looking happy. But it's just like... I think he just looked too old in that picture. Like, his, he was just too broad-looking, and his face was too, like... I don't know, it just didn't look right compared to everyone else, you know? And the lineup at the end is, like, a crying Chris Brown. Then, yeah! Then Outcast, like, back-to-back. Then Rihanna, not really looking like Rihanna. I, I was I had to look that one up. Yeah. And uh, then, then Whitney Houston. Like, this is... What are you trying to say, man? Because I thought we were doing contemporary people, and then you're going to Outcast. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's kind of all over the place. Yeah. One one shot I wanted to ask you about, and I think you know exactly what it is, because it's right smack dab in the very middle of the music video, mm. is the melting ice cream. Okay, I actually... So, what, uh, what somebody said is that the person eating the ice cream is Andrew Gillum. I've seen a few different interpretations of who that's supposed to be. That's the first time I've heard Gillum, but yeah. And what they're saying is that the ice cream is, is sort of similar to the hairstyle of XXS Tentacion. And so it's like, and, and I had to say, it's like, I feel like that's tasteful enough. You know, it's like, he's not in, in the video because it's like, well, he's dead. He just recently died and there's a lot of controversy yeah. over it. But it's like, you have someone who represents Florida and the ice cream that kind of looks like it's like all right, you know that's tasteful mm. enough. Give it, throwing a bone to the fans of his. You know what I mean? I think what's great about most of this content is that yeah, like it can be interpreted a lot of different ways. And I feel like Childish Gambino likes doing that. He likes not giving you clear answers. I mean, we we can all go back to the uh, the weird ass fucking script he made for because of the internet. Oh. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just like he he likes being like you can't just figure it out the first time. You have to come back. On one hand, I I, I feel like sometimes that can kind of end up being like okay, now you're just lo- I'm getting lost in the weeds. But other times like the this is America video and this video in particular, I think it's just like if the video's good enough, it doesn't matter. You can just enjoy it, you know? But if you want to, hey, yeah, let's dissect it and have fun with it. And, you know, have fun with ideas. Because at first when I saw it, it felt kind of like, oh, you're just throwing in these rappers just to have people talk about it. Like, oh, look, this rapper's in... You know what I mean? It felt kind of gimmicky. Um, but then as I started to pay attention, uh, uh, you know, it, it felt like, oh, wait a minute. Oh, there are different scenes. What's specifically happening here? I thought Soldier Boy's inclusion was a little weird. Nobody's talking about this man's music. 
Like, <laughs> someone pointed out that it's odd that Kendrick isn't in it. Oh yeah, what the fuck? And the person on the park bench, I've seen two different videos on here, which again, it's just YouTube videos. Uh, one person says Obama, and the other one says Shannon Sharp. I, I I don't see how he would fit. You don't have Kaepernick in there. And if we're talking about, you know, influential people in black culture, <laughs> you'd probably want Kaepernick in there. We're we're talking way more about the, the, the video than the song with Childish Gambino's latest uh, ventures. I feel like that's a product of an age that's like, you know, you can't just have a song that has to be a package, you know? But at the same yeah. time, I feel like as long as it's artistic in a way, like, well, you know, nothing too wrong with it. But I did feel that the song does soundtrack this video very well in a way that I feel like I didn't really get when I just heard the song by itself. Because it has that sort of sepia tone, you know, the thing looks like it's playing on a VHS <laughs> tape, you know what I mean? Yeah, and it still has so many, like, recycled sounds from, um, am I thinking Sober? Or was there another track, like, that same, like, keyboardy in the background sound that this one has? Like, it's it doesn't sound different enough for me to be like, oh yeah, this is a new classic, you know, from Gambino. And why does Childish look homeless? Like, I know that was like a thing that he kind of did, but like, he <laughs> never had, you know, holes in his shirt. Like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he doesn't look I'll... that bad. <laughs> Make me look the worst. <laughs> this week's Patreon requested album review is requested by Ed. And Ed requested Handicap Circus by Bazaar. And if you want to be a cool kid like Ed, head on over to either one of our Patreons, patreon.com slash rapcritic or patreon.com slash muse. Check the pages for details. Darren. Oh boy, Darren. We've mentioned Bazaar once or twice, and I'm pretty sure that's why we're, we're being tasked this week. Tasked with... is the right word. I was literally going to say, we have been tasked with listening to this fucking album. We have been granted the burden of this Bazaar album from 2005. Uh, and it is... Uh, 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 it's a product of its time. Most definitely. We're going to start out with, and I just want to say, before this, my only exposure to Bizarre was his involvement in D12. That's pretty much where it begins and ends with me. So when I, when I hear Bizarre and his verse in uh, my band, Superman video, I was in the back. Lose Yourself video, I was in the back. And he, like, the whole gimmick is, like, Eminem's using me and all this shit. And then the opening skit on the album is a reference to the public service announcement skits from the Slim Shady LP and the Marshall Mathers LP using the same dude and even the fucking, uh, totally fucked lines yeah. is like, alright, I kinda like that. <laughs> like, like, I, I wasn't expecting it. And if, like, you know, I'll say this. It set the tone. You cannot take anything on this album serious, because it is going to go in some really, really horrible directions. I mean, the thing he says next is, the lyrics you're about to hear are totally fucked. 
and are geared toward the future lives of gays and lesbians of the world? <laughs> I don't know what that meant. What? Huh? I, at that point, I was like, oh, oh okay. <laughs> I don't and know. What the fuck? They kept calling it handicap, even though they're obviously, it's spelled handicap. Is that like a, oh, for it to be in stores, it can't say, ha- I don't know. That seems like an odd choice to make, especially if you're going to ignore it on the entire yeah, album. Yeah, especially for the intro. Well, we have two intros, technically. Yeah, we, we got the intro skit, and then we got the intro slash kind of half a song. You know, you start off, hey, bitch, it's the nigga with the shower cap kicking a nasty, dirty, filthy rap. Like, yep, all right. And then uh, I got two lesbians with full-blown AIDS. 20 bucks, you can get your ass laid. Yeah, here we go. (laughs) (laughs) It's like borderline freestyle off the dome. I will say for the intro, that beat is really cool. It is. I loved that beat. Yeah, it's totally like I that would not be out of place on an Eminem or D12 album. You know, listening to this track and was like, wow, okay, well, this is who he is. It's not going to be a great album. We already know. But I'm thinking like, you know, I'll enjoy it the same way I enjoy like Old Dirty Bastard. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, I know it's not great, but it's so crazy and he's drunk and it's just like going to all these different places. And it's like, you can't help but enjoy it. And just to throw you for a fucking loop the next song is the gospel weed song (laughs) and it's about it's like i'm gonna take you guys to church and it's like just because you smoke weed doesn't mean you can't love god and i'm like uh okay i I mean i i i I guess i (laughs) I never thought about that (laughs) is that an argument (laughs) but it's a real hard stance that bizarre is taking like the first like two or three minutes of this album is like we're about to hear some fucked up shit lesbians with full-blown aids that are prostitutes ah ooh, i'm bizarre this is weird and then let's talk about god and how you know you can smoke weed and still love the lord it's just like oh all right oh you know what this motherfucker said this album was gonna be this is fucking bizarre and and this is fucking bizarre all right (laughs) gospel weed song Two tracks in a row. Awesome beat. Way too right? good for the song it's on. Yes. Yes. It's all like... I'm, and, you know, it's weird because he does singing on this. And yeah. it's not that he's a great singer, but I kind of get, like, the George Clinton Parliament sort of vibe. You know, it's like, I, I, they're not trying to be great singers. It's like, ah, we're having fun and it's a song. You know, you like, know, I kind of felt that on one or two of the tracks. I, I like bizarre singing way more than I like when I hear Eminem singing. <laughs> we'll get to that. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then after this song, which, which makes you go, shit, man, I, maybe I just don't know what to expect. We got a song about loving the Lord and smoking weed and then, Fuck my life, I hate it, I'm going to hell on the very next track. <laughs> Who the fuck is Sydney Syringe? I looked it up, this isn't a person. <laughs> is, is Sydney Syringe, like, bizarre with, like, a pitch shift? I don't know, but that straight up, that sounded like an actual woman, though. But then there was that rocker dude, and I don't know who he is. And... Dude, I, I, I wouldn't have loved this song if Sydney Syringe weren't on it, but I could really have done without that. Yeah, I, that I didn't. Was un- awful. Yeah, and then the chorus is like, 
the chorus is just confusing. I'm a psycho and it's fucking with me again. My dreams, my drugs, my life, my sins. Cindy syringe. And I'm like, okay. Like, where, where is they announced <laughs> them at the beginning? Shout your own name out. Yeah, like, where is when they announced them in the beginning and it could just be like, oh, hey, I'm on this track and I need to make a name for myself. Like, yeah, you're specifically shouting yourself out on the chorus and now I'm specifically like, Okay, am I supposed to know who this is? Because <laughs> I fucking don't. <laughs> is it just like a metaphor in general for like, this is like, you know, heroin or something? Maybe that's it. Oh, yeah, maybe that's the case. Because uh, he runs the shock gamut I have written down here. In this song, he says he has AIDS. Yeah. Then goes on to rape Michael Jackson. And then takes time to... You know, as a little wink and a nod, diss Eminem and D12. I used to be a virgin, grown-ass man, until I took a trip to Neverland. These jokes uh. are so, like, grown-worthy. And he <laughs> is so amused. He loves uh, it. Oh, I took a trip to Neverland in the background year. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It, I, I, I'm, I don't want to get anyone's hopes up. I didn't rate this album favorably, but <laughs> I gotta say, the enjoyment that Bizarre takes in how shitty this album is made it that much easier to listen to than, say, if I'm gonna reopen this wound, Lil B. Mm. Like, yes. Bizarre has the self-awareness right. that Lil B seems to lack. Then, then we got a skit, another skit, um... <laughs> it's not fucking funny. I, what the fuck? Like, they started off like, oh man, this is my boy Fat Father. He's fucking hilarious. Can't wait to call him. You guys, we're gonna... And I'm thinking like, when you hear what he says, is this album just like an album about just like, I know what you were expecting, but fuck that. Because it's like, he's hilarious. And then the things he says is like, oh, yeah, you know, uh, tell me one of your jokes. He's like, yeah, you're probably the dude that fries bacon so the grease will pop you. And Bazaar is losing his shit. He's like, what? Where'd you come up with that one? Where'd you get that one? Like, he's like, I'm going to call up Fat Father. I, he's always got a good joke for me. He's got a joke of the day. And I was like, okay. And he's like, hey, I heard you got a summer job breeding hound dogs. <laughs> What? Bazaar loves it. What? Look, I I didn't really know what to make of that track, but I'll say this much: it sounded one hundred percent genuine. Yeah, it's like the it's like he is enjoying the shit out of this, <laughs> but I'm not. <laughs> it's like okay, cool. This is what Bazaar finds funny. Uh-oh. Yeah, it explains exactly. That explains the album. <laughs> if you're not laughing at this, you better stop this shit right now. <laughs> I, I I thought it was funny at just how bizarre was laughing at these unfunny jokes. Like, that had me laughing <laughs> just like because of how hard he was laughing. What? It's like anti-humor. <laughs> yeah. I heard you put on your socks before you put your shoes on, nigga. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> like, what is this? <laughs> They're so not jokes. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, he just thought a random shit and just said it. And bizarre is just... I don't know if he's high off his ass or what, but he is digging it. He's feeling it. Let the record skip. Literally, the one fucking line 
the one good line Bizarre ever rapped in his entire fucking career, and he just runs it into the ground for this song. I'm ripped. I'm on an acid trip. My DJ's in a coma for letting the record skip, letting the record skip, letting the record skip. I remember hearing that line, and it genuinely made me laugh, and I was like, holy shit, Bizarre made me laugh for a second. And then I see a song called Let the Record Skip, and I'm like... <sighs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like he's gonna he's gonna milk that one joke, and he does. Oh, but yeah. the song the song is short, but it just kind of like that joke worked for that line. It's not something you can turn into a chorus. Up until this point, uh, let the record skip was probably the best track it so far. Wow, uh, you liked that? I compared to the other songs, I thought it was better than those. Okay, Young Miles had a good verse. He had a good shock rap verse because it, you can do shock rap. It's a thing yeah. that you can do. But the way he did it was like, you know, uh, when this Hennessy gets into me, man, I talk shit until I lose my mind like Kennedy. Like, yeah, that ah, was good. that's over the top. Oh, that's crazy. Like, all right, I, I get it. You know, I like that line. Yeah. Yeah, he says, I clap a nigga in his ride, then toss the nine. I'm at your wake with a bomb. Now your coffin's flying. Like, that, <laughs> <laughs> and you hear the actual explosion. Like, that, that, that's kind of cool. God damn it, son of an ass. Ladies and gentlemen, Bazaar's a dumbass. <laughs> that made me laugh. As he laughs again. This motherfucker I laughed is, at how bad that was. This motherfucker Ladies is, and gentlemen, Bazaar's a dumbass. This motherfucker is tickled pink <laughs> at his I can't own help fucking legs. And then he, he keeps bringing up eating pork in New York. <laughs> he thought it was such a good line. I mean, pork of all sorts in the middle of New York. And then he brings it up on the next song where he's like, I love you because you're from New York and you eat pork. I'm like, oh, yeah. Who the fuck does he keep saying this? Like, he only has so many rhymes that he. <laughs> That he has in his brain. Speaking of, I'm in love with you. Mm. What 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 did you think of I'm in love with you? I get it. Sex with underage girls is shocking. Can you please come up with another fucking topic? Oh yeah. my god, the song. Uh, let the record skip. He also does it. He says like, uh, yeah. uh fuck this shit. I'll bust on my little niece. She's so sweet. A six year old freak. Uh, I don't want to hear this shit. That was bad. That was and, really and, uh, bad. And in this one, you know, the beat is kind of interesting. I did like the beat on this one, yeah. And the way he flows over it is kind of like, it's sort of manic in a way that at least sets it apart from every other song. But it is, and everything is just sort of like, I like this, I like this. Talking about the things he likes about her, but it's all like fucked up shit. Like, well, I hate the fucking first line because it's just generic. I like the way you walk. I like the way you talk. I like the way you come from New York and don't eat pork. Like... <laughs> I don't know what the fuck. Anyway, uh, I like the way you. <laughs> I like the way you smell. I like the fact that you stay in jail. Fourteen years old, getting fucked by R. Kells, and then again. <laughs> the, oh, shut up! You're not fucking funny. You're not funny, bizarre. This is why your career didn't fucking take off. Nobody wants to hear this shit all day. That's what makes me think that he didn't write any of this shit down. Like all this shit is freestyled off the dome. I didn't like it overall because it went on too long. And then at the tail end where it's like, oh, wait, uh, this is what I really want to say. And the whole while he's been saying all these things that he loves about her that and there's no central theme around it. It's not like it's all just random shit. This track would have been a lot better if it was way shorter. Yes. Like if this was a skit, a little interlude, you know, if it had a theme. 
Yeah, I, I would have been know, fine with that, but it was just because, all over the place. And, and then um, at the end, like I said, it, he's saying all these disparate things, but then he goes like, this is what I really want to say. And it's like, well, you're already saying these things that are actually bad about her. For, so for you to try to flip it now to be like, oh, I actually hate this thing about you. It's just like, that doesn't like, even work. Well, yeah, yeah it's, but, it's pointless. And he says, I hate your fucking cooking. I hate the way you fucking looking. Bitch, you ugly. And then, bitch, you ain't from Brooklyn. It's like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't understand. You just said that she was from New York. And now she's not actually from Brooklyn. What the You're fuck is going on? You're not from New York, and you do eat pork. <laughs> I mean, in this one track, he says, I like that you can't vote. And then later he says, I like that you voted for Bush. So it's like, all right, it's just contradictions out the ass, too. All right. Yeah. Oh, boy. Here we are. We are at the should-have-been-a-hit-single rock star with the Eminem seal of approval. <laughs> um, I'm guessing yeah, because Eminem produced the fucking beat that he thought, mm. oh, this is going to be... And it sounds like it. It sounds like a straight-off encore. Yep. Besides Bizarre, having, like, a more consistent, I guess, better flow. Well, it's because like, the beat's faster and you have to keep up with it. Yeah, lyrics-wise, it's on par with the rest of the album. Like, it's not any better, per se. Like, th- this doesn't sound at any point like it should have been a radio single or anything. Yeah, especially, like, the girls are gazing. It's so amazing. Black, white, 13 or 18. Yeah, that's gonna get radio play, M. And then the last tra- uh, the last lyric... This rock star shit is the life for me. June 28th, buy my CD. Motherfucker, you're promoting... Like, I remember I remember when this video came out, and I remember watching it, and being like, wait, you're promoting your album on a song that presumably is going to be on the album? Does Bizarre realize that everyone listening to it, like, downloaded it off, like, Napster or whatever the equivalent in 2005 was? So he's like, hey, actually pay for my shit if you like yeah. it. <laughs> He knows. He fucking you, knows. But here's the thing. It's like Nobody dude, paid for this. Dude, you know this is fucking trash. And it's what makes uh, later songs where he's like, oh, man, trying to do this music thing, and I really care about music, and I really love music. It's just like, look. You did the rap critic look? <laughs> look. Ghetto Music is the best song on the album. Yep. Ghetto Music is catchy. Mm-hmm. It's like the dude Swifty. He's cool. King yeah. Gertie's fl- is chorus is cool. I I really like it. It's again, it's another one of those like Parliament sounding joints where it's like, oh hey, it's kind of funky. You know, he's playing with it. He's enjoying. He likes music. He likes black music, and he enjoys the shit out of it. And you get that. And none of it is try hard edge lord bullshit either. Yeah, it's all gone, and you're just like, oh, thank you. I, a like, moment of oh, respite. Yeah. The and fucking stick like, man from Dead Prez is on here for some goddamn reason. Oh shit! Like you yeah. know, every feature on here, you're like, you know, Eminem pulled a string. Like there's <laughs> no way Raphael Sadiq was like, oh yeah, gotta get on my boy Bazaar's album. No fucking way. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't believe that for a second. It's fucking Astral World all over again. <laughs> yeah, because you know Travis Scott has Stevie Wonder on speed dial. Lifestyles, another skit. Uh, parodying lifestyles of the rich and famous, which I think was a dated reference by 2005 standards. Yeah. Now in 2018, um, it's basically 
if anyone out there, because I know our audience is probably on the younger side, or at least don't remember or have seen episodes of Lifestyles on the Rich and Famous, Jesus, um, which is uh, Robin Leach, the host, like, just passed away, like, two weeks ago or whatever. Um, and he's talking about, like, all this shit Bizarre owns, like, all his cars, and in the context of the show, it'd be all these, like, collectible cars and, like, oh, but on this, it's all, like, yeah, check his... 1989, like, Chevy, whatever Yeah, it's fucking hoopty, you know? And it's it's kind of funny at some points. That's exactly what I have written down, kind of funny. (laughs) But they don't commit fully to the bit, you know? Like, they didn't have, like, a a British dude doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And you hear a couple of times where he's, like, already, like, cracking up before the joke is even, like, finished, and it's just like... Well, that ruins it. If you're laughing, you need to take it seriously so I can laugh at it. You know what I mean? I did like how, like, by the end he was laughing, but, like... Yeah, the ending was funny. Yeah, where, like, he couldn't hold it together anymore, but... The ending was funny where it's like, you know, uh, he goes to the fabulous, you know, cheap-ass strip club of the way where women earn $50 a night just from Bazaar alone. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, okay, that was funny. And then another fucking feature that I was... Two features that I was like, whoa, what? We got Devin the Dude and Big Boy. Holy shit. Big like, Boy <laughs> coming through with not his best verse, no. but it's okay. If you're going to make this type of album, you know what this album's going to be. Most of yeah. these tracks are going to be forgettable shock rap shit. But this at least has an interesting topic. Porno bitches. Right. And it's about, like, you know, growing... And I feel like it's weird because, I I mean, we were just talking about this on Twitter. You know, yeah, fucking, you're right. uh, some HBO show uh, is being canceled and it's like... A... Yeah, they aren't showing real sex uh, reruns anymore or some shit. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Like, I'm, I'm sure they made this song just to be, ooh, isn't it weird that we're talking about porn and, uh, you know, that that's a part of his shock rap feature. But it's just like... Oh, actually... yeah, because at this point, I'm totally shocked by talking about porn after you were talking about like <laughs> raping underage girls yeah this like, is what's this gonna is... push it over the edge bizarre but like i said you know this is kind of that like because the song is mainly about them being younger and watching porn you know when they knew they weren't supposed to and it's like you know no one really talks about that you know like it's just like yeah you're not supposed to but i mean come on any of our fans that's living in 2018 that's under 18, like, what What the fuck is stopping you? Big Boy ends with the uh, talking about growing up and, you know, uh, learning from that and having sex and be like, it's the battle of the sexes, we can do this shit till breakfast. I don't want no more babies, but I can give you a baby necklace. Ah. It's one of those, like, I don't know if this is bad or good, but Big Boy had the swag to pull it off, so uh, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, wait, actually, Crush On You was not that bad. Oh, I hated that. Man, look, this was kind of like CeeLo Green's, you know, closet freak. In fact, he literally says closet freak at one point, and it, so it ends up feeling kind of derivative. Um, but, you know, he, he kind of talks about, like, he talks about sex without being fucking weird and, of course, talking about, you know, licking up blood and fucking 14-year-olds like he does on the rest of the fucking album. You know, like, this is him at his tamest. Uh, I, I guess, yeah. I, I couldn't stand it. And then we get what 
should be the best song on the album because it is the most interesting idea, but because it's bizarre, it, it, he just ruins it anyway. Like, literally, there's two songs in here, back-to-back, Bad Day and I Need a Friend, and they're the most interesting of his shock rap sort of things, but they both are executed badly, so it doesn't even fucking matter. Bad Day is such a fucking throwaway, unfortunately. And the thing is, it's such an interesting idea. You take It Was a Good Day by Ice Cube, and then say, nah, but my day is actually going really shitty. How can you fuck that up? Right? Just waking up in the morning, gotta thank God. Got my ass cheeks stuck to a fishing rod. Mm. Like, that's already, like, you've already ruined it. There aren't fucking fishing rods in your bed. Like, that doesn't fucking happen. You know, oh, so it's ooh. just dumb. Like I said, this is a concept that is really hard to fuck up. If this was a little interlude that was a lot shorter, just like, oh, hey, get it? Kind of like what I was talking about with uh, Nicki Minaj and the parody yes, of the yes. of the Biggie song. You can't do a full-length rap parody song. That Unless is... every line hits, you know? Right, Because yeah. we know what the original thing is, so you got to do something to make it interesting that you're doing something with it, you know? Yeah, it needs to be as good, but on a different level. And this goes on for five minutes. Not only is it weak, not only is it whack, you end every verse yeah. with the same non-joke? Really? And I just found out my best friend's gay. I I had a bad day. It's like, wow. Oh. Like, that's not even related to anything else you talked about in the song either, by the way. You just threw that shit in there like that was supposed to be the, oh, no. Like, each verse? Yeah, like, every time. Like, it's not, it's barely funny the first time. No. And, and the fact that he says it the second time, you know, your brain goes like, shit, we're going to hear it a third time. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, you just know. So by the third time, I was like, I was insulted. I was just like, come the fuck on. It, it's really bad when you listen to a song and it makes you long for, like, ICP's brand of humor. Right, like, oh yeah. Like, they they honestly, they probably could have done this well. Oh, they would have done this. Man, this is sad. When you're literally saying, <laughs> insane clown posse would have done this better. That's a sad day. <laughs> the the band that did the Chop Chop slide <laughs> as a parody of the Cha Cha slide. <laughs> and you know what? Honestly, I'm not as well versed with their newer shit. Maybe they did try to do this because it seems like such an obvious thing to do. Because they have done other uh, old hip-hop songs and, like, clowned them up, as it were. Yeah. Here's an interesting one. <laughs> I need a friend. Here is where the album decides, oh, shit, I should be trying to do shit with this album. Here's a song where it's randomly, I'm playing the part. Of a homophobic pedophile cop that loves to rape and kill prostitutes. But it's not played for comedic effect. It's like, it's a serious problem. I'm going insane. I need a friend. And it's like, all these topics, all of this, would have hit a lot harder if you hadn't have made jokes about homophobia and pedophilia and rape and murder before. Because... It's like, oh, so now all of a sudden you have a conscience and you care about, like, what? I hit you in the face with a mop and tie you up with socks. Dial 911. Bitch, I am a fucking cop. 
Now that was actually a nice misdirect, right? And he's like, "Yeah, I'm not, no, I'm not a cop. I'm a fucking lieutenant." And I was like, <laughs> "I was like, oh, okay." So it's like it's even worse. It's like for the last two months I've been suspended, uh, suspended because I love to shoot. Pause. Male prostitutes. The beat here is better. Uh, it actually sounds yeah. like live instruments. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the drums sound really tight. You know. But it still sucks. I assume that this was supposed to be like a real heavy track because of the beat. Yeah, exactly. It just it just wasn't. It and, falls flat. And following it up with I can't tell if this is supposed to be like his like attempt at a lose yourself. Okay, I was just thinking. I think this is like the anti lose yourself. Because with Lose Yourself, the idea is, you know, you go for that shot, and the assumption being you're going to succeed. Yeah. And this song is the, it didn't happen at all, and I fucked up. And the end of the song is basically saying, hey, you know, kids, don't throw away your shot. You know, and I was like, all right. And I also like how he ended the first verse, where he's like, I saw Redman, walked up to him, and bust a rap. He said I was sweet and gave me a little dab. Couple hours, he'll get my phone to tap. I sat there waiting. He never called me back. I didn't take a shower. I waited for six hours. Where the fuck is Reggie Noble? <laughs> <laughs> I did like that. I was like, okay, it's funny. <laughs> Hip hop's not a bad track either. Not bad. Not bad. I liked the beat. the The lyrics were all right, actually. It was um, I thought it was a pretty solid uh track, except. For the fucking chorus is awful. Yeah. Hip hop, hip hop, hip hip hop, hip hop. It's like a weird affected, affected voice. It ruins it. It's like what they think like British rap sounds like or something. <laughs> yeah. That's their fucking Professor Elemental, whatever the hell. Um, and Eminem has a verse on this one. He's, um, this is during the encore days, so, you know, don't expect too much. I didn't think it was that bad, but man, he fucking opens it with a fucking... (laughs) Man, I thought this was supposed to be hip-hop, hip-hop. Now, what do you think he's going to rhyme hip-hop with? (laughs) I'd rather be fishing in flip-flops, (laughs) flip-flops. It's like, oh, come on, man. (laughs) That's bad and awkward. Flip-flops, flip-flops. Like, it's hard to even say like that. And now he kind of makes a point where he's like, or cross over the country like Kid Rock did. I can't see. It's that (laughs) shit that he does on the album we're going to be talking about where it's just like, he takes things that kind of rhyme, but because he's so sharp on the the, the pronunciation of it, it yeah. just makes your ear just go like, Ugh. But he does say, like, you know, I can't see country singers beefing over some guitar riffs, you know what I mean? Okay, yeah. And then he talks about the three-bullet theory. Oh, <laughs> yeah, what the fuck was that? <laughs> it was just like, it's not like he was just saying some shit that was just on his mind at the time. He was like, so, uh, I got this theory, right? Because I couldn't get my gun license for, like, six months. So I just figured what I'd do is just keep three bullets. So, you know, just in case I get caught with a charge, I could just say, well, I only had three bullets. It's not, like, a fully loaded clip. So, you know, I, I wouldn't have to deal with it. And it's just like, man, are you just telling me what's just going on in your mind right now? Because this is not interesting. Like, I don't care. <laughs> no, and it, was, and it, like, didn't really go anywhere either. It wasn't like a, hey, don't do what I did. It was like... 
man, I thought this was hip-hop, but I guess I was wrong, because y'all ratted me out for having bullets on me or, or some shit. So he says, I couldn't wait to get to the shooting range. Me and my man Goofy Gary just trying to let off some steam. Uh, motherfuckers laughing because I couldn't aim, so I'd pull the target closer and just shoot the thing. <laughs> Eminem sucks at shooting. I just love that that's a thing I know now. Like, after all that fucking tough talk of, I'm gonna shoot you and throw you in the back of my truck, I was like, motherfucker can't even aim at a target that's not moving. <laughs> Coming home. Ugh. <laughs> Every album has to have it. Every album <laughs> has to have the just trying to do good. <laughs> <laughs> this is, for those keeping track at home, this is my biggest pet peeve. The <laughs> obligatory on the road doing it for my family song. <laughs> and if there's ever an album where that shit does not fucking fit. It's on. This man's talking about oh, just trying to feed my kids. You were literally just talking about raping your niece. Don't tell me how much you fucking love your family. <laughs> uh. Even MC Chris has a fucking on the road song. That's like true. every rapper has the goddamn. You know, I'm trying to be a better dad, or I'm trying to be They're a better like, husband. On the road again, ass motherfuckers. <laughs> Here I am on the road again. <laughs> Jesus, every time. And it's like, it's not good. I didn't feel it. It was decent, but it didn't fit. Overall, though, was this album as bad as you thought it would be? No, actually. Was it worse? Uh, no, no, I'm not going to give you the, the, the Waldorf misdirect. The, the, the fucking swerve. Okay. <laughs> it actually, because I thought I was going to hate every song start to finish, and I didn't. Right. But it is still possibly the one of the lowest rated albums that I've ever actually, like, gone all the way through and rated. The added star ratings for all of the songs is numerically less than the actual track listing. <laughs> so. Oh, no. It's not even a one. <laughs> and that's better than you thought it would be yes that is actually still better than i thought it was gonna the expectations were like lower than the mantle of the earth <laughs> i know oh, like oh one or two the track where he's singing and like, oh, girl, I'm a free. Hey, it threw me off. I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. Uh, you know, the 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 one or two of the the skits, <laughs> I enjoyed them more than I thought I would. But yeah, no, <laughs> insane clown posse albums have higher ratings than this, guys. Soldier Boy albums have higher ratings than this. Aaron Carter albums have higher ratings than this, bro. So here's a question: Did you include the skits in your star ratings? No, I don't. I, I don't like to include them. Okay, I did not either. Damn it. Okay, um... Well... <laughs> I, uh, I rated each song on a scale of 1 to 5, took the average, and got a 2.5. Wow, I got point... <laughs> I got point nine. <laughs> it's almost a 1. <laughs> Damn it! I was like... 
I was holding out hope when you were like, no, it wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. I was like, oh, good. And then you're like, it's not even a one. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. This is still one of the worst albums I've ever listened to. <laughs> I was like, uh-huh, uh-huh, maybe there's a chance. Oh, nope. <laughs> um, what did you give, um, just out of curiosity, what did you give Ghetto Music? Um, Ghetto Music... I think I actually gave that one a... Hold on, let me let me go back to... Oh, I gave that one a one. What? How's that a one? And that was one of the songs I liked. <laughs> oh my god. That's how bad this album is, dude. That's how bad of a rapper he is. We're moving on to Kamikaze, the surprise Eminem album. <laughs> <sighs> Must we do this again? Darren! <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I didn't think you'd make it come Okay. Well, you know what? I think regardless of what we say, uh, rating-wise, people are going to tear us apart, so... I remember, because it's kind of a running joke in the comment section, I forget which album it was, but people decided to bring it up, your, uh, your four that you gave to, mm. uh, that you gave to Revival. And An you know album... what? I, I, I stand by it. I, I, I enjoyed that album <laughs> more than I didn't enjoy it, right? And I gave that album a two. Mm-hmm. And I stand by my rating of that album. All right, all right. And that's cool. That 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 podcast. You can go back and listen to that podcast if you want. You know. But now it, we're it, here it's to a talk. Really, it's a really good segment. It's really entertaining. Yeah. And if if you want to hear us just yelling over each other for <laughs> a half hour, it's it's one of the most entertaining uh, reviews. But um, yeah, that brings us that brings us to Kamikaze. Uh, I'll say this much: I rated it lower than Revival. Oh, okay. Yep. Hmm. Be- and 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 I did not think I was going to, right? Yeah. Because you hear in The Ringer, and you know, The Ringer is a perfect example of what at least I felt this album was going to be like. Eminem does the the uh you know, I'm using my static voice to do and rap like this and do it this you know, that sort of thing. And I see how it can get annoying. Especially when now now the thing it is it gets annoying for me when he doesn't do anything with it when he's just rapping and then just puts one syllable at the end and then raps and then rhymes another syllable that but it just doesn't really sound like it rhymes with it you know and the, the sort of forced rhyme but he's just he sounds like he thinks it sounds cool just because he's going fast like at the beginning he goes let me explain just how I make greatness straight out the gate I'm about to break it down ain't no mistakes allowed but 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 makes no mistakes I'm about to break the alphabet make some raise some brows and this is like okay you're this is cheap you know if I press the issue just to get the anger out, Full Magazine could have took Staples out. Savage, but ain't think about no bank account. But bitch, I'm off the chain like Kayla Brown. I was like, all right, that's dope. That's all I need. That's all I need to do. Give me the punchlines that aren't corny and actually work. And then he gets into the realm where it starts to feel like he's just complaining. Where he's like, I'm sorry, wait, what's your talent? Oh, critiquing my talent? Oh, bitch, I don't know who the fuck y'all are. And I was just like, okay... Yes, I'm critiquing your talent because you barely rhymed anything there, dude. <laughs> um, Look, fucking the ringer was a mixed bag, uh, right? 
it, and like I said, it, it it perfectly prepares you for what this album's gonna be like. It it be- has moments that really shine when he mm-hmm. gets going and he fucking goes off on a tear. I thought it was great to watch. Um, he isn't doing the annoying uh, late two thousands yell rapping, which I hate. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a surprise considering how bitter he sounds on this track <laughs> and others. Um, but unfortunately, when I was trying to highlight moments I really liked, they didn't last long enough before he ruined it by saying something corny. Yeah, okay, so perfect perfect example of, actually, uh, the opposite, right? So mm-hmm. it starts off where it just feels like he's just bitching and moaning. But then he makes it a good point. Because he's saying, like, he's basically saying, like, I can't, it sucks that I can't diss people back when they're dissing the shit out of me, because oh, it's right. un, uneven. It says, you mentioned me, millions of views, attention and news. I mentioned you, lose, lose for me, win, win for you, billions mm-hmm. of views. And I was like, oh, that's a good point. <laughs> like, is, in this yeah, age, he's, he's got you there. <laughs> yeah, because it's like, he can, we can talk shit about him all day, and it doesn't matter. As soon as he, tired of hearing the criticism, says something back, then it's like, oh, you mad, you mad. But what's funny about that is it's like, Eminem. Do you not see the irony here? Like, you're on the other side of the glass now. Like, remember when you were coming up and it was you were making fun of all the, you know, uh, Mm. he's cute, but I think he's married to Kim Hee. I should download an audio on MP3 and show the whole world how you gave him an MVD. Ah, you know, like, oh, I'm making fun of all these celebrities and there's nothing they can do about it. Okay, now we're making fun of you. And all you can do is complain about the fact that you can't say anything or else we're going to make fun of you for being butthurt. And this is like, do you not see the predicament you're in? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but it is at least an interesting point where he's just like, yeah, this is kind of what I'm stuck in right now. <laughs> if Eminem wasn't going to bring this up again later, I would have been like, yeah, okay, this song should be this long. This should be the, all right, now that I got all of that out of my system, yeah, I, I can finally move the fuck on, but he doesn't. This isn't it. Um, So instead... He goes over like four topics. He goes over the he goes over the critiques and the criticisms that he got for revival. He then also talks about rappers he likes and ones that he doesn't specifically. Like he takes shots at ones and and he um he says that Lil Xan and Lil Pump are Im- are Lil Wayne impersonators and he praises Kendrick, J Cole, and Joyner, who coincidentally. Sounded a lot like Eminem from time to time on 508. I didn't think he did. I thought, he, were... I thought he sounded... He had a bit of rasp in his voice and sort of did the... He did a different type of, like... he. I felt like he did his flavor. There were one or two times. I'm not, I'm not saying it was all. It was over the entire album, but there were definitely points where it sounded like an Eminem impression. I, I took mm. note of that. Um, okay. And he also takes uh, time to address the uh, the BET... Um, right. freestyle, the, the cypher. And, and I thought that was cool. You thought that was cool? I actually did, because he ended up making a point. If I could take it back, I'd at least reword it and say I empathize with the people that this evil serpent sold the dream that he's deserted. I was like, that's actually a, a good little expansion, where he's just like, look, it's not about you, the individual. It's about this issue that these people are being fucked over by him, and you are being taken advantage of. I agree with that, but when he, at that point, goes, my problem's actually with the media, it seemed like he was trying to walk back and trying to win back the fans he lost with the BET freestyle. Like, 
hey guys, you know, I know I said all that shit, but m m maybe that's why Revival didn't do so hot, because I pissed off so many Trump fans and they didn't go out and cop it. Like, I don't know, that felt like, let's not act like Trump supporters aren't racist, M. Like, like, oh, the only people that voted <clears throat> for him were people who were conned. Let's not... Right, yeah, yeah, I see no. what you're saying. But the part where I was like, you think that's cool, he goes on this whack tear... Oh man, that BET cipher was weak. It was garbage. The thing ain't even orange. Oh my god, that's a reach. Shout out to what my colorblind people. What the fuck was that? <laughs> Each and every one of y'all, you call call a fire engine green, aquamarine, or you think water is pink. Dog, that's a date. Looking like an olive to me. Look, there's an apple. No, it's not. It's a peach. What was all of that? Oh my that god. That was hot garbage. He says, but my beef is more media journalist. Hold up. I said my beef is more meaty. Oh. A journalist can get a mouthful of... Oh my god, that was the worst play on words on the entire fucking album. And this is on the same track where he goes, Old me, kill the, kill the new me, watch him bleed to death. I breathe the mirror, I don't see my breath. Possibly I'm dead. I must be possessed. Like an evil spell, I'm E-V-I-L. Evil spelled. Ah! I cringed so fucking hard. Don't explain your jokes. <laughs> if you have to explain the joke, then it's not fucking funny. <laughs> and dude, he does the spell things outfit like four times on the album. You catch that? Uh, well, there's like one or two times it was clever, but almost every time it just felt like pointless feller. I like what he said. You won't ever see M I C. But as cold as I get on the MIC, I polarize shit so the Thames might freeze. I was like, okay. That was kind of right. cool. Yeah. Um, and here, here's the one where I didn't get because he seemed to fucking go out like like the lines about Vince Staples and uh, Lil Zen, Lil Pump. I can see why people like Lil Yachty, but not for me, though. Not even dissing. It just ain't for me. Yeah. Like, the, uh, what? Dude, you're really going to uh, do that when you have a whole song on this album <laughs> mocking people's flow and migos and what the hell you but can't fucking take the high road late. of yeah it's too late <laughs> F fucking go all in at this point and what makes Lil Yachty special yeah like, above <laughs> the, like i just couldn't wrap my head around like, that and again dude dude i'm not saying mgk is the best uh, uh no. rapper of this generation no but he's better than fucking Lil Yachty goddamn <laughs> and he fucking Ooh. <laughs> Holy shit, we'll get to that. <laughs> he fucking came through with the receipt later on. Um, oh no, my but god. Like, the Ringer was okay. Um, I think he was cramming way too much redundant yes. shit. Yes, it felt like um, this was all first take lyrics. And, like, again, he'll take time to be like, there's nobody harder on myself than me or whatever. But Oh, really? <laughs> I, I can't take that serious. When you just said, hey man, if you didn't get what I was saying on Revival, you must be because it went over your head. Like, oh, now, now it's my problem. Now it's my fault. <laughs> right, I right. didn't get it. Like, there weren't nearly enough moments of, like, reflecting in the humility and the, yeah, yeah shit, maybe this was whack. There wasn't nearly enough of that. It was just like, no. The problem is that it's bitter. And we'll get to, we'll get to that later. Yes. But, oh my god, this is... I got Nicki Minaj flashbacks. Ooh, I was just... When you said bitter, my brain would just be like, huh, you know that? And then you said it. 
Like, holy shit. That's exactly, oh my fucking God. Are we still on the uh, first track? Because we haven't even gotten to the- <laughs> No. I want to I move on to the greatest, even though I want to spend as least amount of time as possible on that one. I absolutely, and the thing is, I hate this so much because I hear a great song in the first two tracks, right? You need to cut out all of the bullshit stuff that you're all butthurt about. You know what I mean? Like, it, just cut out all this stuff and make it a tight, cohesive diss track. If you did that, that would work. But it just feels like he's just, like I said, oh, you're your own uh, harshest critic. Okay, how come the fucking evil spelled backwards? Why did you cut that shit out? <laughs> Maybe you need to be a little harsher, motherfucker. Did you not listen back to that shit? Yeah. Um, and then you get greatest. That hook is straight up whack. Greatest in the world. What? Great. Oh my god, that was corny. Yeah. Ooh, that was bad. That was really <laughs> bad. Um, not the worst song on the album, though. No, no, not at all. Actually, uh, like he actually had some dope lines out here because he was talking about motherfuckers trying to diss me. He's like, um, because uh, if I lose it, we can rewind on some old Ja Rule shit, and I can remind motherfuckers how I do shit. You don't got the tools. I got my toolkit. I bullshit you not. You fools just forgot that I'm so fucking awful with the thoughts. And when I'm hostile and impossible to stop. And I was like, but then he goes, so you can call it a nostril because it's not. It's snot. <laughs> gonna ever. Oh. That's what I'm saying, dude. He goes off on these tears, and you want to be like, yeah, but then a fucking brick wall just pops out of the goddamn ground. Right, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> you step on that goddamn rake like Wiley e. Coyote. You fucking <laughs> thought you had him. And like, nope. Then yeah. you get lucky, you. I gotta say, it actually sounds like a dope old school uh, uh, Dr. Dre beat. It just straight up reminded me of the Joyner album we listened to. It sounded like that, or it sounded like a, like a J. Cole. It's the second track in a row, Eminem imitates Kendrick. He kind of, like, imitates the flow of Humble at one point, and he also does the, um, Revival didn't go viral! Ah, that's true. And like, then, al- uh, also, I think, I think, uh, didn't Mike Will made it produce one of the beats? So I thought maybe he was doing, like, a shout-out like that. I forget what he said, but he was like, something, something's in my DNA. Like, he oh, does you're right, you're right. multiple he does times the on the album, it's times. like... Yeah, you're right. What the hell but, are you doing, Em? Like, it's okay, but if you're gonna... Make fun of people for aping people's shit. Stop I mean, doing that. He is signed to him, so on one level, you gotta be like, <sighs> I mean, you know. Like, think about it like this. Think about it like this. Wu-Tang Clan used to do that all the time. People would say other people's lines in songs. So I'm thinking maybe it's something like that, because they are label mates. You know what I'm saying? Look, so- I-, I will say, Lucky You was one of my favorite tracks on the album, if not the best one. Because I think... It's sharp. He sticks to one fucking topic and keeps going. And like, cause he says, uh, but nothing is feeling like anyone has the fucking ability to even stick to a subject is killing me. The inability to pin humility. And he goes, why don't we make a bunch of fucking songs with nothing and then mumbling them? Fucking, I'm going for the jugular. Shit is a circus. You clowns are coming up. Don't give an ounce of a motherfucker about the ones that came before you to make raps. Let's recap way back. MCs that wreak havoc on tape decks. I was like, okay, okay. Eminem was here with the flow, but I was not here for half the shit he was saying. Like, lyric-wise, I was not impressed. Like, like he's got the flow, and that's that's cool. You know, like, in The Greatest, there's, like, there's parts where it's like, oh, shit, look at him go. But then if you're reading along with the lyrics, it's like, there's no clever punchlines here. There's no clever wordplay. He's just fucking bitter about mumble rap. I'm not, I don't, I'm not here for that. 
I liked the track because it didn't sound like an Eminem song. <laughs> that there was so much Joiner, and it didn't it didn't remind me of an Eminem song, and I, and I liked it that much. Can we focus for a second though? Uh huh. There's one <laughs> line. What? 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 In Lucky You. Oh shit! I forgot. Wait. That it's like and our girl um left at London pointed it out on Twitter. Wait, was it was it the Tyler line? Is it in here? No, 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 no. Oh, she, okay. She, she said, "How is nobody talking about the part, the song where Eminem goes, 'I'm that cracker.'" <laughs> what? He can say it. Stop! That's it's, so whack. It's his word. He can say it. <laughs> I'm that cracker. Nobody can say. It. Dude, I I don't know where I said it on here, but I wrote it down. Eminem has no business making videos about lines that should be retired. <laughs> He's not that dude. The Paul skit is absolutely maybe the most perfect skit and most perfectly placed skit just like ever on any album that I've ever heard in my entire fucking life. Because you have two two or three songs in a fucking row that's just like, fuck these rappers, fuck that rapper, and fuck you, fuck you guys, and fuck him, and fuck the critics if they hate it, and, and fuck the journalists, fuck Trump, fuck everybody. And then the very next skit is, um, so I listened to the album, hey, this is Paul, are you, are you really just going to reply to everybody who doesn't like your album? <laughs> he said what we're all thinking. <laughs> like, so is this going to be it? And even he goes, so, he's like, is this going to be the album where you make fun of people who didn't oh like your last God. album? What's next? The album where you make fun of people who didn't like the album where you made fun of people who didn't like the last album? <laughs> like, oh my God. That was perfect. See, but that's what I like Eminem for, though. Self-awareness. That's what Eminem got really good for. I feel like his first album is good, but his second album is best is because that's when he mastered being self-aware of his impact. Normal is honestly the first track that is demonstrably just bad. It, yeah, and you're gonna really follow up the first, like, throw this garbage away with, I'ma hunt down these critics because Normal had to have been good. Like, <laughs> that right? song, all I, all I have written down is, this shit blows, is this supposed to be a joke? And that's uh, the second time I heard it, cause boy oh boy. Normal is just straight up garbage. Like, they could have done something really interesting with that. And you can hear. Like, but they it, didn't. There's moments on a song where you, like, literally, like, with the, the bad day with Bazaar, it's like, right. I hear how this can be a good song. Like, first of all, he's singing. And I'm not here <laughs> for that. <laughs> you can keep all of that shit. But the point of the song is... What he like? He's complaining about this girl he's in a relationship with. Going, why can't you be normal? And it's oh. like you're out there cheating. You're out there doing all this. Why can't you be normal? But then he goes off on his fucking like slim shady murderous tear. And if the point was why can't you be normal? And it's like ironic because he's totally not normal. And if they played with that more, it would have been better. But like it, it never seemed like it came around to that like self-realization of like oh oh uh, yeah i i guess i guess you could see how that wouldn't be normal hmm. he starts off the fucking song by saying maybe it's me 
should I look in the mirror? And I'm thinking, right. oh shit, are we about to get a more reflective Eminem? It seemed like it was going down that road. And then, no, it's just, uh, no. you, you're in an evening gown with your cleavage out. We've been down this road too many times for me to count. And it's like, okay, okay. Oh, she she thinks I'm being mean and now she starts to scream and shout. She's about to let the demons out. I don't want to see me out. Uh, she don't want to see me with that out with other females. I tell the bitch to beat it, take the scenic route. Come on, man. The, if it came around to a, oh, fuck. All the shit I've been saying is really fucked up. That would have been, that would have made it all okay. Yes. And... At this point in his career, you'd think you'd get something that clever, but no, you don't. Yeah, there's that one, and then we get, uh... Stepping uh, Stone. Stepping Stone, which... On first listen, I enjoyed, except for when he decided to sing, like, pretty much half of the uh, second or third verse. This this song, again, had a lot of potential. It's a track about, uh... Two, two topics, kind of. It's about how Eminem feels he mistreated... Uh, his fellow D12 members, and it also deals with uh, Proof's uh, death, which, this is the second time we're doing this because we got this in Toy Soldiers, too. But this is more or less like, again, the self-aware, self-reflective Eminem that we were just talking about being like, I let shit fall apart, and I feel really bad about that. And that would have been such a good song. The verses are good. The pre-chorus has gotta go. Yes. Whatever the fuck that was, and then Eminem singing on the chorus. Fuck all that too. Oh no, no. Okay, I could handle it. Where he says, "If I could leave this all behind, if I could open my uh, open up my eyes, walk in a straight line, turn to the river with you, and then uh, help me leave this all behind," or it was something like that. Where it's like the chorus started off kind of like, "All right," he sings a little bit at the end. It's like, "Oh, okay, that's fine." And then he keeps going, I'ma wash away my sins, I'ma rinse yeah. away this dirt. Like, no, no, get someone else, get someone else, get someone else. <laughs> See, I was listening back to the episode we did with uh, with Kill Bill when we listened to Revival. And that was one thing he had said in the, in the uh, review was, if I have to hear one more song of Eminem getting these pop singers to sing his choruses. And you know what? <laughs> it, I would have preferred it here. Look, like, fucking get pink. Pink, that was pretty cool when y'all did that song together. Get her. Get fucking Beyonce again. <laughs> if, if you're willing to fucking go down that road again. One of my biggest problems with Revival was the production. I hated the way it sounded. Like, Eminem's vocals felt, they sounded like they were clipping half the time. They were jumping out at you. Like, it was too loud. You could hear him too good. They fixed that. The production on this album is way better. Another another plus? No Rick Rubin. <laughs> Get his ass, dude. I fucking saw a picture of Brock Hampton after they signed with RCA taking a picture with Rick Rubin. And I'm like, don't you fucking do it. <laughs> don't you do that to me. Eminem feels bad for how he felt like he was using members of D12 as stepping stones. But did did anyone see that as being the case? Like, did anyone listen to D12 and think, wow, man, Eminem is really using Bizarre to get ahead? <laughs> like, Eminem's presence on D12 albums was the only reason they got any traction. Nobody would have given D12 any bit of radio play if Eminem wasn't attached. So he actually does admit to something which kind of, like, threw me off. He says, um, well, it's weird because he says... 
I know it wasn't my fault, but part of it probably is. I think of, and the thing is, like, if you're gonna apologize, just apologize. Don't go like, well, when you think about, it. like, just apologize. Uh, you know? Yeah, he fucking does a lot of that. Maybe, maybe not bullshit. That was like, mm, stop. Because he says, I think of all of the trips to BET and the rappers I wish we would have politic with. Maybe y'all could have clicked if we got some features, but that's water under the bridge. But, you know, it's a sort of like, I, I like that sort of reflective, like, oh shit, maybe I did fuck things up by, you know, keeping everyone close to me and not letting people really collab outside of us. Because I, cause I felt like I needed to keep a certain brand or whatever, you know? And then, actually, yo, he had uh, one line in here that was dope as fuck. He said, uh, you can already sense the climate is starting to shift to all these kids you no longer exist. Went from raining cats and dogs in this bitch to tiny drops, little drips. And by the time your rain is over, you'll hardly be missed. I was like, ooh, okay. That was actually really fucking good. <laughs> How is not alike next? How are we going to go from that to, like, the whole track is just picking fights with young kids? Okay, I gotta say, though, that that was a clever chorus. Oh, I did not like that, of course. At first, at first, I was right there with you. I was like, you know, brain dead, eye drops, pain meds, Cyclops, daybed, iPod, Maybach, Maybach. And I was like, what the fuck is he talking about? Why is he just saying these random things? Eminem fucking rhyme. Make, it, there has to be a reason this shit. You just can't rhyme for no fucking reason. And then he just goes, uh, Playtex, Icebox. That's how much we have in common. Yeah, that's how much we have in common. I was like... All right, that was all right. <laughs> uh, I, I wasn't here for that at all. Like you I got what he was that? doing. No, no, and especially <laughs> because I forgot what song he was doing it, but we had mentioned it in our revival review. He did this before. When he did a song on revival, I don't remember what song, but he did a song on revival where he was like making fun of like the flow of like the young rappers today, and it's like this isn't even a new concept for him. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, but it was being used for a purpose here. It wasn't good though. Like no, you, and you can definitely how say about that. Show how about do don't just say random shit like that's all Migos do when they're not just saying random shit. It's like it like you're making it sound like all they're saying is gibberish, yeah. and you're not using that flow but saying cool shit with it. He does do that. That's the point. He's like, uh, hear how this shit is random, and then flipping it to be, you thought I was just saying this to be random, but I'm doing it to prove a point of how we have nothing in common as artists, because I, like, I'm above you as a lyricist. But, That's but the what point. does he say in those random words that proves that he's a good lyricist? Well, it's just the chorus. What's the chorus? He just repeats, we are that not That is the like... chorus. Th uh, that mm. that track anyway. was embarrassing. I didn't like that one at all. But I think uh, um, the verse was actually fun. Oh, Jesus Christ. I forgot how long this verse was. <laughs> but, um, but okay, I think it was, and I actually had to put a poll online for this because I was like, he does go after MGK pretty strong, but it's not the whole verse, you know? Right, no, yeah. And so, he decides and, and, to do that a good bit on the album where he takes little, little pop shots, but he doesn't spend that much time on them. Yeah, and it's not like he's calling him out, but he's not, like, saying anything about him. It's more just sort of like, I'm making fun of the fact that you're not on my level, but he's not, like, insulting him the way your boy fucking MGK came back with the goddamn haymaker. <laughs> Jesus <sighs> Christ. That's where I'm like, I'm like, all right, we've got to wait for Eminem response because that, that can't be the end of it. <laughs> See, you know, I, I'm I'm kind of torn on what was it called, Rap Devil, because that's like a playoff rap god. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I liked it, 
but something about a diss track with like a poppy chorus kind of takes some of the punch out. For real? You don't feel that? No, because it feels like it feels like he's trying to play both games of why not? I'm really trying to get under Eminem's skin, but I'm op- but I'm also hoping this gets radio play. Like why not? Fuck it. Eh, if Nicki know. Minaj can do that shit, and she only did one fucking verse. <laughs> <laughs> um, can we talk about Royce for a second? Mr. Remember when everyone used to bite nickel? No. <laughs> <laughs> like, dude, I didn't even know that was his nickname. <laughs> no. <laughs> and like, I get what he was going for because then he goes, oh, but now everyone's using Bitcoin. Like, that was like a boo. <laughs> uh, you're old. <laughs> <laughs> like, All these Royce... kids today with the Bitcoins. And... <laughs> uh, he brought it kinda, but... Man. Yeah, no, like, actually, he did have uh, that that uh, joint where he, uh, the delivery says, I'm flying to a party I'm not invited to, feeling like the streets need me. I ain't gonna dance as long as my Ferrari spider moved like Sea Breezy. And the way he flowed over it, the sort of like, uh, uh, not staccato, but the, uh, the hemiola that he did, like, that was actually kind of fly. His delivery, specifically, sounded like he'd rather be anywhere else. Really? You didn't dig it? It just sounded like he was reading it off a of paper. I'm, I'm right. talking. I'm talking like his enthusiasm in the lyrics, like not the flow. But, but I thought that was. I thought that was the point. Like lackadaisical. Like I'm not even fucking trying. You know what I mean? Oh, like, okay. Like Rick okay. Sort of I can thing. see. I can see how that could work. Um, and um, then Eminem goes at like it, so. I didn't know who he was talking about for the first, you know, sixteen bars because that's how long this fucking song is. Uh, yeah. And then where you hear, uh, he wants to keep up his little tough demeanor, so he does a feature, decides to team up with Nina. Next time, you don't gotta use Tech 9 if you wanna come at me with a submachine gun. And I was like, oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. (laughs) And he says, and I ain't talking, and I'm talking to you, but you already know who the fuck you are, Kelly. I was like, oh, no. And I don't use sublims as sure as fuck don't sneak this, but keep commenting on my daughter Haley. I keep on telling motherfuckers, and and that's where he says the. But just in case you forgot and really need Jaws memories, jarred like strawberry or pineapple apricot jelly. That. F- yeah, but uh, he anyway. lost momentum so fucking hard. But and, and like I didn't know this part of it, but that kind of takes some of the sting out when Machine Gun Kelly's like. How fucking long ago did I say shit that you're just now waiting yeah, to come at me for it? And, like, that felt desperate. Yeah, and he says, uh, and then when he says that, uh, you talk about, you'll be talking about Fetty Watt, better call Diddy. And it's like, he says, uh, you and, and MGK, who's signed, or at least was, I, I don't know what the situation is now, but he yeah, says, I don't uh, know he says, uh, it's like, you're saying I need to, uh, I need to call Diddy, and you're the one who fucking called Puffy, and told me to apologize over some oh. shit I said years ago. And I was just like, yeah. Yeah, that is really fucking petty, Eminem. What the fuck? And yeah, as soon as he ro- said that, I was like, if that's true, that looks really bad. <laughs> and the thing is, it reminded me. Remember Weird Al was supposed to do a, a, a music video for the parody of uh, Lose Yourself? Oh, yeah. And Eminem, uh, at first he said you could do it because he ended up doing the song. But then he's like, no, you can't do the video. And there was just no fucking reason, but, you know, Weird Al's a good dude, so he respected his wishes, but it was just like, fuck. And I remember that, because that album, Poodle Hat, uh, didn't pop off kind of like you you feel like it was supposed to, because I feel like that song really had potential for a cool-ass video. And yeah. and it's not like, oh, Weird Al's time was over by the 2000s, because we fucking saw what he did with Chameleon Air, 
You know what I mean? A rapper who actually does have a fucking good humor about himself. And it doesn't make any fucking sense. Like I said, Eminem, you're the big bad bully. Can't take a fucking joke. So it's like, what the fuck? Um, I think you meant to say, what the fuck? Oh, no. We're not going back to this. We're not fucking going back to this. Like a phoenix rising from the ashes. (laughs) He's really saying fuck. All over the title track. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> what the fuck is he doing? If there's one universally hated Eminem track. <laughs> oh no. And you want to bring that back? <laughs> this was beyond corny. Oh boy. But something here is a foot. Oh yeah, it's my dick. Get the measuring stick. 12 inches of wood. No! Deli- the delivery of that actually worked. Because <laughs> it, it threw me off. Because there was the silence. And it's like, there's something a foot. Oh yeah, it's my dick. <laughs> and that, that was where I wrote down that Eminem can't be the one telling other rappers what not to say. Uh, and it's got this whack cartoony beat to it. Yes. Kamikaze, yes. that might be worse. It's got the sounds like it's out of a fucking cartoon. Yeah. That might be worse than normal as like the worst song on the album. Fact over everything. Fact. I was I was like I ran to Rap Genius. I was like there is no way. He is legit saying fact right now. God, and it and it finally makes sense why he made it an exclusive to the greatest hits. He thought it was gonna be a big thing. <laughs> he fucking had high hopes for fact, and now he feels some kind of way. <laughs> now he's trying to bring it back. He's trying to bring fact back. Trying to bring it back, huh? It's the fact attack. Oh no! Oh <laughs> no! And you want to talk about oh heavy duty like diarrhea? You thought uh, that was a bad line? There, uh, I heard your freestyle on Shade 45. That shit was embarrassing. There's no way we will ever air that shit again. I guarantee. That way, that shit was so ass, it's something we wouldn't dare re-air. <laughs> oh, take it back. Take it back. <laughs> Say it ain't so. Say it ain't so. Whoa, whoa. You gotta play that clip. <laughs> Kamikaze is a heartbreaker. <laughs> and he's going at Drake. You can hear it. He says, you got some views, but you're still below me. Mine are higher, so even when you compare our views, you get overlooked. And um, and then he says, and I don't say the hook unless I wrote the hook. And then he says, and now I'm just freestyling in the vocal booth. It's like, uh, alright. And he says, and you know I've always spit the truth. You're lying through your teeth so much you broke a tooth. Didn't he say you can't rhyme truth in the booth? <laughs> he said that in his video. Don't you cannot be in the booth to spit the, the truth, truth to the, the young truth. youth. No, no, no more. If you're in the booth, None. you have to stay away from truth. Yeah, you can lie in the booth. Yes. That's another part where I got Nikki flashbacks. Where mm. he's like bragging about writing his own shit. Like, that's not enough. Dude, like to take shots at Ghost Riders, like the stuff you're writing already did that shit. Actually, be good. You can't do it on this track, dude. Especially not. Fall 
I know this time, Paul and Dre, they won't tell me what not to say. Nope. But, but they might whisper in my ear later and say, Hey, y you might want to censor out where you call Tyler the Creator a homophobic slur. Yeah. You might want to take that out. Mm. Maybe they, maybe, maybe you should listen to the folks around you. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And you know, this song, this song had a good line in it. Mm. And, and, and I will, I, this is the one line I wrote down that I was like, oh shit, that's actually not bad. He goes, and then tell the Grammys to go and fuck themselves. They suck the blood from the biggest artists like some leeches. So they nominate them, get them there, get a name to them, see the show. Every parasite needs a host. Hey, I but. thought he was going to do like a callback to where he says, why? So you guys can just lie to get me here. You know what I mean? Like, oh. <laughs> that would have been dope. And then, oh, oh, now I remember. Here's what the line. He says, um. Oh, uh, it was actually right after that. Then give album of the year to somebody that you never even heard of. All I know is I wrote every single word of everything I murdered. Time to separate the sheep from the goats. I ain't got no faith in you writers. I don't believe in ghosts. I was like, okay, okay, dope shit. Um, like we're getting all the good lines out of the way. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He says these rappers are like Hunger Games. One minute they're mocking Jay, next minute they got their style from Migos till they copy Drake. I was like, okay. Okay, you know, dope shit. Um, um, the fucking line uh, where he says, um, uh, you know me better, thinking I'll slow or let up, call it a trap because it's a total setup, hoping that you rappers fall into that. Um, hoping that you rappers fall in that. Dre said, hold your head up, Kathy Griffin, stacking ammunition, slap the clip and cock it back on the competition. I was like, oh shit, because you remember the fucking Trump thing? Yeah. I was uh -huh. like, okay, oh fucking K. But then... You get the line. And the thing is, look, you can say fucking, yeah, <laughs> yeah we're, we're about to hit you with the look. <laughs> this is a big, bold, italicized, underlined look. If you're going to say some homophobic shit, can you at least make sure the shit works or is maybe clever or funny? He's uh, oh. sacrilegious. Look, he says, mm. first of all, if he would have just said that, that could have at least been a, eh, that was bad, but whatever. Because he says, uh, it's not just because you lack attention, it's because you worship D12's balls, you're sacrilegious. You get the play on words. But yeah. he says, my attack is vicious, Jack the Ripper back in business, Tyler creating nothing. I see why they call, I see why you call yourself a f bitch. Motherfucker, have you learned goddamn nothing? Like, Jesus fucking Christ. Because literally what he's just saying here is, like, Tyler came out as gay last year. And uh -huh. this is a fucking new thing for rap right now. Like, uh, yeah. uh, a gay rapper who's in the mainstream. Because, you know, he's kind of made it. He doesn't have hits. But, like, you know, he's there. And That it's just album like, was, like, universally praised. Yeah. Scumfuck Flower Boy was, like, it's it has, it, it has, like, four out of five stars, like, across the board. And so, first of all, just saying Tyler creates nothing, that's not true. No. <laughs> he literally directs videos, produces his music, does all, so what the fuck are you talking about? So that's not even yeah. fucking true. Second of all, why Tyler? He's not in the category of these mumble rapper dudes. Why the fuck are you going after him? 
I think he might have said some shit. Like, he uh, might have uh, criticized what? him. Some shit like fucking 2012 again? Wh- which, again, is a goddamn Trump thing. He's got to fucking go after the people who say, who talk shit about him. He's got to call them names. And and all this, like, the sacrilegious line, all right, fine, whatever. It seems particularly mean-spirited when you say that, because that's something you went out of your way to say that you did not have to. Yeah, and, of course, the joke of him being uh, gay because he's licking our sacks. Right, uh-huh. But... Like, and that goes a- against your fucking, hey, man, when I say it, I don't mean it like that. Exactly! Like, what, what the fuck you do? Exactly! That's I never exactly want to hear that saying. bullshit argument again. A couple things I had written down about Fall, though, that I thought were funny. Eminem dissing Budden while sounding as bitter as Budden is hilarious. <laughs> and when he goes on to say, I do this for the fans... Everyone else, I don't, quote, really care. Darren, he doesn't really care. (laughs) He cares so little about what other people think about him. On this track, get the fuck all the way out of here (laughs) with that garbage. And we can't forget about the fucking chorus for Fall. What the fuck was that? Oh, that I did. I completely forgot. I wrote down. Yeah, that chorus is laughably <clears throat> bad. I'll fucking take that guy oh. over whoever the hell Jesse oh, Reyes is. Yo, who is your girl? Who is your girl? Um, Skylar Gray, oh. come back. <laughs> I never thought I'd say it. <laughs> Skylar Gray, get the right. fuck out of here. Wait a second, wait a second. Come on back. I'm sorry, we were too harsh. I, I spoke too soon. <laughs> oh my god. That was so bad. Oh, man. And we need him on two tracks in a row. Oh lord. No. No, no, no! Two contrasts, nice and good guy, so I'm thinking, oh, there must be some sort of thing they're gonna do with it. Not really. You're such a nice guy. This is an Eminem album. Eminem is not a nice person. He's not. So, where the fuck is this coming from? Like, I don't believe that for a second. You're coming out with this song and saying, you're such a nice guy. Oh, let me sing it right. You're such a nice guy. A nice guy and you're faithful you don't lie after the club you go back home right right that is so unbelievably bad borat level fucking (laughs) not get this shit out of here and then suck my dick you fucking suck man (laughs) and then i'm like bro who are, who are you talking to, Jesse? Are you talking to me or Eminem? Because I got to know for sure. <laughs> and then, I need the clarification. I, yeah, I hope that your heart gets hit by a semi-truck. Get this oh. melodramatic Evanescence bullshit out of here. Ooh, so bad. Oh, my God. Can we finally get to Venom music from the motion picture? Yeah. Because that <laughs> because is fuck, the official fuck. title. Yeah, cause, cause fuck both of these songs. Like, remember how the last two songs on the revival? I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't hear, I wouldn't hear it. I would not hear that those songs were not fucking dope. It was dope what he did. I like that. Oh boy, do we have a fucking inverse of that shit? Nice guy and good guy, you can keep all of that shit. <laughs> and then fucking Venom. 
Oh, Venom my God. music from the motion picture. Oh, yes. Venom music from the motion picture. This song sounds nothing like the rest of the album. No. It's, it, first of all, the first couple of bars sound like fucking... The beat sounds like that generic, epic, quote-unquote epic, you know, mo- movie trailer soundtrack. Now, when the beat did start, I kind of liked the old-school drums that they threw in there. I was like, okay, yeah, all right. But... It's just way too convoluted. Eminem loves comic books. Eminem loves Spider-Man. Mm. You have the Eddie Brock and Venom sort of, uh, it's the perfect uh, symbolism of Slim Shady and Eminem. You would think that would be brought up at some point. This is the weirdest thing. He brings, he mentioned Shady in, I think it was like fall or whatever. He's like, you fucking wanted Shady. You got him. And it was like, I never said that, but all right. Um, <laughs> see, with this song, I'm so torn about Venom music from the motion picture because it's an obvious motion picture tie-in and it's trying to get the buzz from the movie and the soundtrack. You get this song, which seems like it would just be for the Venom movie, but then you fucking break out filet fish to Scribble Jam, the Rap Olympics, 97 Freaknik, yeah. How Can I Be Down, Mean Bazaar in Florida, Proofs Went Down, Dr. Dre said, hell yeah, stop from work to melt. Like, you're bringing up personal shit. Like, actual shit in this song that is just going to be, like, probably played over the ending credits of a Marvel movie? Why wasn't this on, like, another song in the album? Yeah. Why would you put that on this one? And, like, and and the flow, I I like that he's experimenting with trying to, to top himself lyrically by, like, piling on the type of flow that he's doing and the cadences. But the thing is, it's overstuffed flow is going too fast and you're trying to put too much in here and then when you co- the chorus the chorus doesn't feel focused at all venom i got that adrenaline in a momentum venom venom not no venom, venom. who's singing along to this who's gonna sing along to this that's what i have written down whoa this chorus is unbelievably bad like <laughs> i re i honestly on the inverse i really like the verses i thought this had potential to be one of the best songs on the album honestly but, but then you're fu- venom. <laughs> I got the adrenaline, momentum, venom, not knowing them when I'm gonna slow them, slim them, smack them, momentum. I'm like, oh wow! <laughs> I said, knock, knock, let the devil in. Alien, e e e, Elliot, phone home. Ah, no. In 2018, no. dude. <laughs> et phone home joke. <laughs> okay, but I wow. will say this though. I will say this though. This line was actually really dope, where he says, um, through the car in a reverse at the Indy, end up crashing into you, the back of what is just mangled steel, my Mustang and your Jeep Wrangler grill, with a front smashing, much as my uh, rear fender assassin, Slim B, combination of an actual kamikaze and Gandhi, translation, I'll probably kill us both when I end up back in India. I was like, okay, alright, I like that, because I wasn't expecting where the fuck that was going. Yeah. But- but it is that sort of, like, it's overly convoluted, but I feel like that's the one where it worked, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. The moment we've all been waiting for. Darren, your average official score that you previously stated is lower than the rating you gave Revival. What you got? Three out of five. I got a two again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even bullshitting. Ringer 
Ringer gave a three and a half. Greatest gave a two. Lucky you, four and a half. Normal, a one. Stepping Stone, two and a half. Not alike, two. Kamikaze, one. Fall, two. Nice Guy, one. Good Guy, one and a half. Venom, two. Which somehow means that I gave a better rating to Handicap Circus <laughs> than Kamikaze. Oh no! That will not stand! Bazaar wins by half a point! <laughs> I was just as in disbelief wow. as you are! When that fucking happened, I was like, they are going to skin me alive for this one! They will have my head! <laughs> you got anything else? Nah, I think let's just end this. <laughs> Let's just end this. What they fucking should have said in the goddamn studio. <laughs> um, maybe we should just end this. <laughs> oh, well, with that, that about does it for this week's episode of the Going Off Podcast. Thank you very much for sticking with us and checking us out this week. If it just so happens to be the first time you're listening to our show, all of our old episodes are on SoundCloud and iTunes. Just search Going Off Podcast. That's G-O-I-N apostrophe off podcast. Follow us on Twitter. Check us out on Patreon. And until next time, for the Going Off Podcast, I'm Muse. And I'm Rap Critic. And damn, I really wanted to like this album, but holy fuck.